spreading Cajun across the nation, pushing the brand across the land. Welcome to Ragin' Review, made by the fans for the fans. Cajun Nation. I have always loved Nate Snyder. Uh, you know, that that might not be the popular opinion over the last couple weeks, but Nate Snyder has always been my favorite kicker in Cajun's history. Welcome to Region Review. Matt Miguez, man about town, Josh Jagno with me. Cajuns win in a walk-off fashion 20-18 over the Georgia Southern Eagles to improve to 3-0 and on the year and 2-0 and in the Sun Belt Conference. Josh... I don't even know what to say, man. Well, there was one man in Acadiana that never lost faith in old Nate Snyder. I got it. I got on this mic day in, week in, week out, and I said, I still got confidence in the guy. I still think that he can do his job and help us out. And today, he was bigger than ever. Yes, yeah, no, no question. And, you know, another guy is Trey Regis. I'm not sure if you had a chance to look at the post-game comments, but uh, Trey was interviewed post-game, and, and he said, man, you know, the, the second we lined up, I, I knew it was good. I, I see, he was like, I see Nate doing a practice every day. I did, like I said, you can go back and look at film, watch the games, rewatch them, whatever. There has almost been zero times where the snap was good and smooth and the hold was good and smooth. Nothing has been crisp on special teams from a, a field goal attempt situation uh, perspective. Today, no. you saw it happen twice, and guess what happened? He made he two field goal. goals. The ones that he made were nice and crisp, and, and, and you got to help your kicker. You have to. But look, I want everybody out there that was trashing Nate to put some respect on that man's name because that might be the biggest kick. Well, I'm not going to say in history because obviously Brett Bear is, is the biggest historical kick, but it will right. be the biggest kick of this season if we can continue to trudge along and win games. I mean, that's huge. There's a ton to critique. Listen, that was ugly at times. We have some major issues, but we're decimated. We are decimated, man. And look, to go out there and snatch victory from the jaws of defeat with a guy who was struggling and people were down on, whoo, right. that's, that's great. And, 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 I feel good. And like you said, we are a decimated football team. I mean, hell, we were missing, what, 15 guys today? Well, you know for sure we're, we, had, we were down 12. With, you know, maybe COVID-related issues, we don't know for sure. But you're down 12, and then you go out there and lose your number one wide receiver in uh, Peter. Then Kyron Lacey yeah. gets hurt. And Chris Smith in the second quarter. So, I mean, right. you're literally plugging holes with, with freshmen. Errol Rogers made an incredible catch for a touchdown. What a, what a, what a day he had. Uh. And he, he had a hell of a game. He was in the right places. It was, it was really nice to see a freshman know the field the way he did. Uh, and then you have right. Imani Bailey get a few carries. I mean, we 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 went deep to uh, Bride on the uh, on a, on a deep crossing route one time, and I I was like, man, I'm, I'm very I don't even really know this guy very much, but that shows you where we are from a depth standpoint. I mean, to get out of there, and I I, I maintain Georgia Southern is a very capable opponent, and Shy Words played well. You know, credit to Chad Lunsford for having a good game plan and having the nuts to go for two. He had us on our heels all day long. That is a yeah. gutty win. Gutty. And that's how you know you have a good football team. 
when they can pull right. together against the odds, even when you're down players, oh, that's huge. That, that's a huge yeah. win. We never if, win if, games like that. If, if you had any doubt that this wasn't a good football team, those those doubts are gone now. Um, but, you know, I, I think I think the biggest thing, Josh, is now you have 11 days to get healthy. Oh, couldn't have come at a better get, time. And to get right before you go into the biggest game of the year. Couldn't listen. Couldn't come at a better time now. Obviously, Cause, cause would you would you agree with me that this game is bigger than the Iowa State game that we played two weeks ago? <sighs> because of what we've already accomplished, I would say yes. Um, taking away all the national recognition, it's a conference win. It's in it's at home in front of a home fan base that look. Let's be honest. It's been fickle in the past, and I don't want to crush our fan base because I know they get enough heat, but. You go out and have a performance that that isn't you know becoming of what they think you are and what you showed on national television. You may lose some attention, so you hold right. their attention. You get the W. You're you're playing true freshman to do it. Uh, once again, your starting quarterback doesn't have necessarily his best game, and you find a way to win. Matt, how many times did we say it? When you are a good team, you find ways to win. Period. Yep. Well, I, there, there's no question about it. Uh, you know, the Cajuns, like I said, 20-18 to 18 over the Eagles, improved to 3-0 and in the year. Georgia Southern falls to 1-1. and Yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the team comparison stat-wise. It, it was pretty even, you know, across the board. Um, you know, Shy Wirtz had a uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically good throwing day. Oh, I, that didn't surprise me at all. He's capable of that. I, I when I did the interview with uh, Gata Talk, I told him I said the most terrible, the, the, I'm sorry, the most, most terrifying thing is the idea that Shy Wirtz might come in here and try to sling it around the yard, and that's exactly what he did. You know what did he end up? Almost 300 yards passing, two two sixty something. Eleven, like that? eleven of eighteen for two fifty five. I mean that guy's an option quarterback. But he's a capable yeah. passer, and it adds an element to their offense, which is already potent. It, it ha- exactly what we talked about. All right, three yards on every carry. I don't, I don't know what the uh, the in line was, what they ended up averaging per carry, but we did not stop so, them for less than three yards all day long. Southern average four carry. You know what you can do with that as an offense? I mean, as I'm much as I holler and scream, as much as I holler and scream about Trey Reagan's not getting carries. I mean. Three, four, four yards a carry. You win the football game. Oh my gosh! You I know. mean, hell, you get, yeah, you, you get four yards a carry. You're facing a third and two every every single position. You know like the offense. The the offense did not have forward. a good day, and uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. But I, one thing that I will say that they were able to do was stay on the field after long Georgia Southern drives. I thought that that was the difference in the game, along with. The fourth down stop on the very first drive of the game. That was so huge for so many different I'll, reasons. I'll, I'll tell you, the, in, in my opinion, what the difference maker was. And you can people can hound on him all they want to. Regardless of his performance, the difference maker was Levi Lewis. And I'm going to tell you why. Because our running game was dead on arrival. Could never get going. Levi was able to extend drives with his arm when he needed to and make the throws that he needed to make when he needed to. Yes, he made that one bad decision that led to an interception. He overthrew that ball, 
you know, right there with two minutes left in the game that shouldn't have been thrown. I get it. But in the grand scheme throughout four quarters, Levi Lewis was the difference maker today. I thought that when I saw him get out of the pocket and actually tuck it in run, it let me know that Billy knows, like, we're down to the nitty-gritty. We have to start pulling out all the stops. When you see yep. Levi start running, and some of those look like they were called, uh, not just improv- improvisations, uh, that, again, that let me know, like, we're getting down to the bottom of the depth chart with our, our skill guys. And it's unfortunate, you know, but, again, early in the season, conference win, these guys are going to feel like they are unbeatable if they can continue to find ways to win. Georgia Southern, they pulled themselves together, and they really came out and had a nice second half. Today, yeah, no. t- today oh, oh, oh. you find a W out of nowhere, pull one right out of your ass, because I'm telling you, I I totally agreed with Chad Lunsford. We go for two here. We go for the kill. Defense was back on their heels at that point. You could tell that they were yep. tired. Go for the W. Put it in Levi's hands, and let's see what he can do. Three timeouts, yep. 54 seconds. You know, I didn't love the play calling down the stretch, but, you know, we'll get into that for the recap uh, episode. But I yep. almost felt like Nate was more comfortable kicking from 53 than he was from 23. Right. He absolutely yeah, I mean, he nailed that. Gerald Broussard said it in the timeout right before the kick. You know, there's no question that he had the leg strength to get it there. It was, does he have the confidence to keep it straight? Yeah. That's what it came down to. I was, yeah, I was worried about the confidence. Obviously, kicking can be a mental game, you know? I mean. Oh, it's 100% a mental game. Yeah, so. Maybe it was more important than we realized that he made that kick prior to the game winner. Yeah. Get him in the right frame of mind, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, uh, huge huge win. Obviously, you know, now we're we're 3-0. Like I said, we get 11 days off before we transition to App State, which I think is crucial because, you know, these guys that, I mean, we can only be led to believe that they're out for COVID reasons. They're now going to be healthy and ready to play, including guys like Elijah Mitchell, Joe Dillon, A.J. Washington. You know, maybe, maybe I don't know what Chauncey Manak's issue today was, but maybe Manak comes back in time for App State. We, um, we, have got to, we have got to get some key players back in order for me to feel confident about our next football oh. game. One hundred percent. But you know, I don't know if you followed the App State game. That first half was slippery. I mean, they they got their shit together and figured it out in the second half. They really did. Now, a, Campbell's a, they, they're capable. Yeah, but I mean, if you, if you look at the stat line for App State, their running game is what did it. Patrick Harrington had two hundred eleven yards and four touchdowns. That guy's good, man. I, I expect him to be very good for App State this year. Yeah, I mean, he, he was he was the difference. Zach Thomas barely had 150 yards passing. I don't know what's going on with this new coaching staff. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe Drinkowitz was a little bit better for Zach Thomas's better career than we, than we realized. Uh, right. But somebody in this room has been saying for three years, he's okay. The scheme makes him great. Right. No, I mean, I, I've agreed with you on that. I've always thought he was he was a little bit overrated. 
Ah, he is. He is overrated. But look, he's you can't argue with the numbers, right? I mean, you just you can't. But anyway, I don't no, want to get too far into App State just yet. Uh, right. I really want to talk about our defensive performance. Cam Podesclo, again, was an absolute superstar in run support. He he made the he made the tackle on the fourth down that I spoke about earlier uh, on the first drive, and he just is he's just a physical, hard nosed, attacking player. I love watching yeah. that guy play football. Yeah, no, I mean, and and the fact that he's a redshirt sophomore is that's just scary, dude. I mean, hell, if, even if, if say he takes the eligibility waiver, which you know, still, I don't really know how all that works. Yeah, but, I, I think I we're mean, gonna learn as we go. Honestly, he, he could have three more years after this. That's. That's kind of scary to think that's, about. That's scary to think about. Yeah, he, he's basically if he takes that waiver, he's a freshman this year. Yeah, I don't know though. You know, the whole yeah. idea was that he was gonna go ahead and move on. That was the whole reason to pull it, right? For for Podesco? Oh, sorry, I misunderstood what you said. No, Podesco, uh might be the best run stopper we've had from a. The secondary standpoint in oh, God yeah. knows how long. He's right. not scared to stick his nose in there and get dirty. I love it. Yeah, no, the, we we the, our defense has definitely been missing that for a while. You know, I took like um, I alluded to the interview that I did with Gattatuck. I, I went on like a five minute rant about missing Cam Solomon, and I even mentioned last game that we didn't see him on the on the field very often, but I didn't hear his name. Uh, Included in you know the omissions on the depth chart or whatever. I don't know if something happened between Wednesday and Saturday, but he wasn't on the field much last week, if at all. I didn't even notice him if he was. And he was out today. And he was out today. So, you know, Cam can do so many things well for you. He can cover. He can he can help in run support. He's a captain on the field where he can get people in position. I, I feel like you know being able to go out and have a a good defensive showing. Okay, wasn't great, but it was good. It was very, it was good enough to win. That's what's the most important. Good enough to win. Without, without your leaders, Dylan, uh, Humphrey, Cam but Solomon, I- AJ Washington. I mean, these are big contributors on defense, man. And we found a way to beat I mean, a good team in this league. I mean, think about it, man. Our, our two, our two outside linebackers were Tyler Gidry and Andre Wright. Right. And, and look, Tyler Gidry had a good game. He came in and made some big he plays. He, he did, but my, my point is, is outside of the last two weeks, Tyler Gidry's been unknown. Pretty much. And then Andre Riley, kind of the same thing. And Andre Riley's been, been known to be caught looking in the backfield. I thought he played a little bit of a little bit more, more mature football today. I, I noticed that. Um, I would like to know if uh, Andre Jones is healthy. I don't know if you right. saw, but he went down and he did get up and run off the field. But I don't remember seeing him very much after that. That could be that could right. just be an oversight. But I mean, we cannot lose another my, outside linebacker. My, my my thing my thing's always been that if he can get off the field on his own power, it can't be too serious. Sure, but you never know if it's a head injury. You never know. You know. You never know. Well, right, right. Could, just like Chris, well, when Chris you know, came but, off, he seemed okay. You know, right. The one the one play that worried me down the stretch. It, it was early. It was the 61-yard pass play to Western Kennedy. 
what the hell was Farad Gardner doing? Got lulled to sleep. He really did. And look, we love Farad. Farad's probably a, a, a the third, oh, second or third best right, defensive right player on now, our team. Farad, right, right now, Farad's one of the top linebackers in the country. In the, in the country, definitely in the Sun Belt, especially in the G5. Uh, all, all agreed. But he's never been really awesome in pass coverage. That's just the truth. Right. And I think no, that no, he no. just he that. just got lulled to sleep and his 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 man got behind him. And well I liked the know, play call it, it at was, the time. I, I thought I, it was a good time to take a shot. It, it was a, and it was yeah, it was a good play call by Lunsford because what happened is they lined up in that weird triple option set that they like to run. Kennedy comes out to the left as like a lead blocker type of type of route. And then out of nowhere, just releases from his block and was wide open in the seat. Yeah, they, so it they, was a great play call. They executed it well. It was a good. I thought it was a good time to take a shot, and they executed it well. Speaking of Kennedy, was he nicked up? Because yeah, at, at one point he was. You know, he didn't really have the role that I expected him to have. No, he had two bombs. He had two catches for 105 yards. Yep. And then I think running the ball, he had nine carries for nine, thirty-one. Yeah, nine carries. I think is right. I think I think it was nine for thirty-one. Let me double check that. Seven for twenty-nine. Seven for twenty. So maybe that's his deal in that offense. But again, I, JD King, JD King was the bell cow today. Twenty-four for a hundred. Twenty-four carries for a hundred yards. I mean, he earned those carries. Yeah, four point two a carry. Earned those yards, and we didn't really talk about. Uh, King in the lead up, not really many people no, of Georgia Southern uh, that we spoke to. They they him. didn't even right. really they they kind of just everybody everybody was like Wesley Kennedy, Wesley Kennedy. Yeah, so I was kind of keyed in on Wesley Kennedy, and right. and again he is a very dangerous player. Uh, but I was confused but, by by the lack of use, to be honest with you, almost right. like Trey Regis, you know. Right. I mean, how many carries did Trey get? He probably got 12, 15 carries. Trey got fifteen for fifty two. Fifteen for fifty-two. I mean, hey, that's a workhorse type of running back. I mean, he gets three, yards. Three and a half a carry. Keeps the clock running. Gets the game moving. You know, just Chris. Chris Smith was the leading rusher for carries for fifty-four. Yeah, he no, popped that big that one. Was, yeah, that popped, was with a long of thirty-six. Right. Yeah, he popped a big one. It was a nice run too. Levi was eighteen of thirty-two for two ninety. One touchdown, one pick. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, you, you it, like is, it, is, it is the Levi Lewis story every week. When you, you watch you the game, like, you can find 15 mistakes, and then when you look at the stat line, it's like, hey, that line about that. 291 right. and one. I mean, hey, it is what it is. You know, so it's hard to it's hard to critique him. You know, just you would have you would have liked a little more. You would have liked a better completion percentage. I mean, 18 of 32 is just barely over 50 percent. Right. That's not great. And it's, that's definitely not Levi standards. Um, I mean, hell, Levi completed sixty-five percent of his passes last year. But uh, yeah, I think we're all we're all still waiting on that big game from Levi. I mean, in, in, but I mean, shit, dude. Yards wise, in this offense, yeah, two ninety. That is a big game. Yeah, no, no doubt. You know, UL quarterback throws for two fifty plus. That's a good game. Sure. And so, you know they opened it up for him a little bit, and yes, he hit some passes, and he he threaded the needle a couple of times. Uh, one right. to Peter, one to Paulie, one to Kyron. 
that I can you see, I'm not, remember off I'm the top this, of my head. I'm not, this, I'm not this big lover of Levi, but at the same time, I don't understand why so many people ride him so hard. Well, it's it's, and, and I don't want to get too into it, but some some of the fan base focus on the outcome. Some watch the detailed play by play decision making, which you know you know me. I was watching film, and I would I would send you guys messages and say, "All right, this was the play call. This was what happened. He stared down this receiver. This guy was open. He made this right. decision." So it, it's it's. It's hard. That's what I keep saying. It's hard to criticize the guy when he improvises and make play. It makes plays. I mean, at the end of the day, the outcome is the most important thing, and making plays is the most important thing. And I understand that. That's not lost on me. But I, right. I am sympathetic to the people that that break it down play by play and say, "Well, we shouldn't have been in a third and twelve because he had you know X Y Z receiver open on a third and seven, and he refused to throw it." You know what I mean? Like right. the problem is, it's kind of like the the Democrats and the Republicans in politics. The the problem with it is, is that both are right. The, each have a have a, a a point. Each side has a point on specific issues. Each side has a point on Levi. The defenders are right, and the criticizers are also right to a certain degree. And what you get in trouble is the people that just totally lose their mind over it. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, Levi's terrible. We can never win with oh, Levi. Dude, well, I, that, that's I, ridiculous. I, I saw- I saw some text messages. I, I, I won't say from who, but I, I, <laughs> I already know. <laughs> I saw some text messages today. Um, Levi is absolute ass. Um, <laughs> we we lose this. If we lose, it's his fault. Like, come on, come on, man. It's it's you know how it is, dude. It's it's. I made that politi- that political uh, analogy, but it's very. I think it's very accurate. You have the extremists that. Yes, you right. can critique him for a few things, but but the extremists are like, oh, he's terrible. We can't win with him. And then you have the defenders, where anytime you say anything negative about D- Levi, oh well, you're the worst, and Levi's the best. That 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 exists in our fan base. That's the truth. Unfortunately, right. that's the truth. But look, man, at the end of the day, they made plays. They found a way to win with a roster that is, I mean, absolutely depleted by the end of that game. And then there are right. more things. I was I was texting with a player after the game, and uh, he made the comment. He said, "We have attrition that you guys don't even know about. There are guys that are playing that are getting snaps, like significant snaps that are not a hundred percent. They have right. they they have young guys filling holes oh, cool. all over the place that are still learning the game. Like right. Golden Ek has not even really played football." These are the guys that we're looking for, you know, and you notice he didn't get many snaps today. Right. And that kind of surprised me, to be honest, because I thought, you know, I thought he came along just nicely, but I I still think that he ran the wrong route last week and and it ended up in a pick. So that's probably why. That kind of tells me that, yes, the route was called for the end and he went out and it it was a pick. So that kind of gives me a little bit more reinforcement on that opinion. Right. All right, uh, Sunbelt score update before we get out of here. Louisiana Monroe, who is a nine-point favorite against UTEP at home, is currently losing 21-0. Good God. So, you know, the, the fun continues in fun row. Cajuns defeat Georgia Southern 22-18. Cajuns improved to 3-0 and and 2-0 and in the Sunbelt Conference. Like I said, Georgia Southern falls to 1-1. So much for uh, get after that ass, right, Josh? Hey, well, 
they got after us pretty good. We 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 pulled it out of our ass. Yeah, yeah. make up an acronym for that. They're going to win a lot of games, though, Matt. Georgia Southern, this is not the last you've heard from Georgia Southern. They are going to be no. fine in this league. I, I, I agree with that. All right, guys, we'll be back, probably, like I said last week, probably in the next 48 hours with a full recap of this game, and we will slowly start previewing App State with the bye week coming up. All right, guys, be safe, be well. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Cajun Nation, we're out. Appreciate you guys listening as always. Find this on Twitter at Ragin Review. Hit up the website, RaginReviewPod.com. Appreciate you guys listening.